Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, and welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Jeff Ferry from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Chris Derkoch, also from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. You got all that out. That was pretty good. Yeah, I know. Uh, I only had one mini-stroke during that, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was uh, impressed. That was I one mean, take. Just so everybody knows, that was one take. It was one take. One aneurysm, and that's all it took. <laughs> all right, so if you've been following along for the last three hours, you know we're almost at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to find out in a second anyway, because they're getting ready to sing Here Comes a Bride with a bunch of little kids. All right, so uh, since we'll get into it, I mean, we've already talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we'll go into it a little bit today. Uh, prior to being contacted for this, did you know anything about this movie? <laughs> Nothing. Not a thing. Yeah. Um, I had heard of it because it was on the AFI Top 100 list, right. which we went into at great detail when we did uh, North by Northwest last year. Yes. Um, I would say the only thing I knew about it was when they listed it for the show Unspooled with Paul Shear. it was one of the ones I'd never heard of, and neither had he. And when he gave – so I had heard the synopsis of the film. They'd walk through it of basically what happened, and I'm like, wow, that, that sounds pretty good. Maybe someday I'll watch it, knowing that I never was going to. <laughs> well, and were, then yeah, and, and then Jim said that this project was coming up and I'm like, ah, oh, we'll throw our hats into the ring. And lo and behold, we got the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, the main event. We're the main event. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Um, <laughs> now, it's obviously it's a very good movie, but like I, I discussed this with Chris. If you make if I pitch this movie today, whatever executive, if, even if they want to make it goes, man, it sounds good. It sounds like an eight episode series on Netflix. Yes. Or HBO Max or whatever. And right. we build out the characters a little more. Like we do a whole episode about Homer and a whole episode about Fred. And, you know, we do all that. And we go into their backstories a little more. The, and, you know, we got to have a little bit of budget. So we'll show some World War II footage and not just like, you know, three seconds of them in a B-17. Well, <laughs> you can't even see I anything. Hate to, I hate to tell you, they could do that now. The movie's 170 minutes long. They can make a miniseries out of it. That's 170 minutes is nothing. If anybody's ever listened to anything we've ever done, they know that this movie is 80 minutes too long for me. Yeah, I know. Well, Chris has a real issue with anything over 90 minutes. Um, I'll say, when I watch this, because I was watching it before work, I basically watched it like it was a television sitcom. I watched 25 minutes a day. Did you? Is that how you watched it? Yeah. That's how I watched it. So Yeah, I watched it straight through, but like right, I so, think I dozed off in the middle, turned it back on again, because I, I don't make it that far. It's like, yeah. that's a marathon. And, yeah, and that's not a reflection on the movie. It's Chris cannot watch a movie that's this long. Yeah, yeah, no. Whether it's matter. Best Years of Our Lives or Avengers Endgame, he cannot make yeah. it. Yeah, I fell asleep on Endgame in the movie theater, and I like that movie, so. And not that I don't like this one. This one was okay, too. This one was good, too. But And I would think, like, many people of our age, uh, right here at the beginning, it's Hoagie Carmichael is sitting at the, at the piano, and he's with all the kids. I knew Hoagie Carmichael... Carmichael, for one reason and one reason only, because anytime you watch anything about James Bond, they always mention that, well, that's what, uh, you know, Ian Fleming thought that James Bond looked like. He looked like Hoagie Carmichael. And I remember they used to say that, and I would say, wow, that's really interesting. I have no idea who Hoagie Carmichael is. <laughs> who, who's Hoagie Carmichael? That's a name, Hoagie? Somebody yeah. named Hoagie? Is that, I wonder if he made the sandwich. You think he's it's the sandwich? <laughs> you, think, <laughs> you think he made the sandwich? That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> What's Hoagie Carmichael doing over there with the cold cuts again? Oh, he's putting them on a roll. What is he doing? <laughs> well, and of course, he's only called Hoagie Carmichael in the Northeast. He take him other places. He's Sub Carmichael. <laughs> he's Hero Carmichael. <laughs> You heat him up, he's a grinder. Yeah, that's that's a horrific joke that's been done at least five times, I'm sure, over the course of this. <laughs> um, before we even really get into the minute, if you look, 
just because we all like a little little dressing around here around the room. If you look deep background on the left, you see the telephone on the wall. I do. I didn't know it was a telephone. It doesn't lo- even look like a telephone that I remember. Well, I mean, it's because you're not 75 years old. Yeah, but is that the one where you like put the thing on your ear and you had to talk into the telephone? Is that yes. What that is? Oh, wow. The one you pick it up. Operator, I need to yeah, talk yeah. to Klondike 4739. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little before our time. Like, yeah. uh, as far back as I think me and you both go is rotary phones. And that's about it. Obviously, yeah. wall fo- wall mounted phones, that kind of stuff. Like rotary phones, is about as deep as I can get. I do not go back to this kind. This I would is just... say rotary phones was at the end of our time too. Like we didn't. I mean, we had a rotary phone, but it was just because we were too cheap to buy a new phone. Yeah, we had a. We, but even when I had a rotary phone, we also had phones that were touch tone. Right. We had those already, but like the rotary yeah. phone was like the phone that was downstairs. Yeah, it's on the wall. It, Nobody wants to make a hole in the wall, so they just left it well, we there had, forever. We had one of the ones the. The pea green rotary phone that you could like pick up with yeah. like the old sit down ones that weighed like 61 pounds <laughs> and you could use in a fight to hit somebody with and you yeah. cave their face in. Yeah. You're like you hold it on your shoulder and you get a crick in your neck. For, for like it was also – and I know I brought this up on this, – this may have been North by Northwest I brought it up on about the phone where you could take the, the receiver and slam it down and it would go bang and the thing yeah. the bell inside would ring. Yeah, it was very Which, satisfying. We slammed it down on somebody, and it made that bing yeah. sound. But that, that phone on the wall, you ain't slamming nothing on that phone because if you slam that, the whole side's coming off of it. <laughs> this thing, what, are you just going to slam the earpiece in? Yeah. That stinks. Um, this was also at a time when I feel like a wedding like this would have been totally fine. It's like an at-home wedding. They got a little garland up. You know, they put some flowers on the piano. I feel like if you pitched this to your family today, they'd be like, what are you, crazy? Yeah. Like, yeah. we're not having a – we can't have a wedding. I mean, maybe – you know, in the yard, a, maybe like nowadays, but. but it just seems like most people I know now are like, oh no, I need the big wedding, or not even big wedding, but like it needs to be in a place. I need to have to go to a place, right? Assuming you're not independently wealthy and don't have you know your hands on a mansion or anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know I've where you went. We, yeah, we went to like a basically like a place that just did weddings, like a wedding hall type place. Yeah, yeah. Ours was I forget what it was called now. Oh my god, something Dugans, right? And um, we went Mrs. by there the Mrs. other Dugans? day. <laughs> Mrs. Dukins. We went by there the other day, and it's a Dollar General now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my, my place also shut down. <laughs> so. We were pointing at it. I'm like, I'm telling my daughter, we got married there. She's like, at the Dollar General? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that says a lot. that's a lot worse than what they're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I just feel like in 1946, a home wedding was probably a lot more common. Yeah. I mean, I like even even if you even way. if you did church stuff beforehand, like I could see the reception was probably here. Oh, I, I mean, can't imagine that they didn't do church stuff. Like, it, I'm sure in 1946 they but were at they the church. But they don't. I mean, we're going to see it later this week. Everything is here. I think that's where they're – I mean, they're they're like two steps short of a shotgun wedding in this one. <laughs> they're doing – do they have the day? Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess they have the priest come over, right? <laughs> I, so this minute starts with uh, poor Hoagie Carmichael here. It's, uh, it's Butch. He's trying to get these kids to do Here Comes the Bride, and they are just not working with him. <laughs> Yeah, they're terrible those kids. Like, they couldn't find better kids. <laughs> he's just like, I am a professional. What is wrong with you kids? Yeah. He, he, and he's he's a little upset with them. He makes a weird face at one point when they start singing. <laughs> and this minute, we really got a bad minute this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, because, the problem is, it's, it, this is what you run into in Movies by Minutes is, this is like a, not a scene setting. It's just like an, you know, setting the picture type minute, yeah. which is okay when you're watching the movie. But it's not great when you're the person who's trying to talk about what's going on in the movie. Right. 
Especially because it's not even a bad thing because normally you would pick out the actors and talk about them. But, like, you guys have now heard, you know, uh, 1,047 episodes about all these people. There's nobody new in these in the scene that you don't that you probably didn't already hear about. The only thing new in the scene is this kid, this little boy wearing this terrible outfit that he's wearing. <laughs> well, we start out with the kids singing "Here Comes the Bride" around the piano. Then somebody rings the doorbell and they answer the door. Then we walk into a wedding. Like we are saying hi to everybody. We're walking around the wedding. I I feel like I'm at a wedding that I want to go home from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's how we're going to play this minute. Um, we'll quickly, we'll go back and talk about it, but uh, for the next like minute or so, Chris and I are going to be the people that come to the door. <laughs> we're, we're standing behind these people. Okay, so Chris, we're walking and, in. Chris and I have our dates, or we're each other's dates, who could tell? You know, <laughs> Not the we show up part. and, you know, she lets him in, she introduces herself to the other lady, and we're all heading into the thing. And I have, and you'd hand in your gifts, and you're just yep. like, hey, here you go. Yeah, now you're looking around. You're like, I don't know who any of these people are. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I, is that Aunt, Aunt Fran over there? No. Oh my god! It's like, who is that? Who's this? Like, uh, I don't understand what's going on. I don't like Chris. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Where is our family at? I don't see. And like, I listen, see. I I only wore a dress shirt. You told me no one would have suits on. <laughs> Every single man in here has a suit on. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. They just they, they just cut the Peggy. I'm going. Whoa, uh, Peggy is a looker. <laughs> they cut the Peggy already. You went. Oh yeah, there she goes. She just turned yeah. around. Uh, look at the, the lady next to Peggy. Did you see her hairdo? Uh, the one on her over her right shoulder. Yeah, the older lady. Yeah, it is something's going on there. Well, I would like to re- remind you that it is 1946. True, true. But it looked like they worked on that all day to get it to look like that. That Which thing is, is crazy. It's funny because this movie is 1946, and there's obviously stuff we like. We just talked about the telephone that like really puts you in that time frame. But like a lot of times they're wearing military uniforms, suits, dresses. Yeah. That kind of stuff doesn't age the same way. No, so it's right. not as crazy. It's like the, the yeah. guys we see at the end of the minute, they're just wearing suits. And, like, some of the hats are, like, loud, but, like, people wear those kind of hats. Right. Now, suits are suits. Yeah. I, it's, it's cr- you know what really t- throws me off with it is the decoration, the garland. I don't, that garland's really getting on my nerves. <laughs> I, you know why, you know why the garland's getting on your nerves? Because it's, like, real trees. It's like it's a not, mess. It but it's like not, it's, it's not store-bought garland. Somebody made that. True. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, Where now you would, yeah, you would go to, like, you know, Home Depot or you'd go to, Whatever, you go to some craft store and get it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's probably like real trees that they brought in. Yeah, and I like that they brought an actual wedding present, which I guess we still kind of do, but like it's wrapped just like – it's like, yes, someone in the props department wrapped this. It's just <laughs> yeah. a regular – it's got the huge bow on top of it. Do we still do that? I feel like we do it for showers, but not for weddings. Right? A wedding, I have never, ever given somebody a gift for their wedding. No. And they they get open an envelope come. full of cash. Yeah, <laughs> That's what they yeah, get absolutely, and you better pay for your plate. Like you don't, if you if it if it costs them fifty dollars a plate, you don't walk right. in there and hand them twenty five dollars. And here's the thing, like I'll talk about it, like our wedding. I don't remember how much it was again, how much it was a plate. So like say right. again, me and Chris are going to this wedding together and we're dates. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, you you somehow find out how much it is. It's fifty bucks right. plate, hundred bucks plate. You have to minimum hit your plates. Cover your plate. So like yeah. yeah so like if we're fifty a piece, we're a hundred bucks in. Yeah. The only people that can get out of that are people you know don't have that money. So yes. like yeah, like I had an uncle and aunt. They were older, like great uncle and aunt. So they're like in their seventies at least. Right. Yeah, they're allowed to skimp on it and not give yeah. it to me. 
No, there was a couple I knew. Well, there was a couple that I knew weren't going to give it, even though I, you know, I didn't want to invite them. But then there was a couple I knew didn't have it too, so it didn't. I didn't think nothing of it Listen. when I opened it. and There was twenty bucks in the card, you know. And of course, we went through the whole list because you're trying. You're you're really going through it to make sure that you're doing thank you cards. But of course, you're right. silently judging everybody and how yeah. much they gave you. Yeah. And you know, there's always one or two people where you're like, really nothing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I will tell you this: my wedding was a long time ago. And I've long since forgotten who gave and who didn't. Right. But I can tell you one person I live with who has not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring it up to this day <laughs> when that person gets mentioned. Really? Really? Because it's someone who's like still kind of floats in our circle but is no longer really like friends with us. Even then was kind of like more of like a parent friend than anybody else. Okay. But just like whenever that name gets mentioned, she's like, oh, I know her. She didn't give us nothing at our wedding. Like holds on to that. That is a grudge that is going to the grave. I know her, Miss Empty Card. I know who that is. Oh, yeah. It was big time. (laughs) So, yeah, she gets the package. She puts it off to the side. And then we're introducing Peggy's meeting some of the family. That's that's, uh, Al and his wife right there. So that's her dad, right? Yeah, that's her dad. Uh, I guess the son doesn't get to come because he's not given any more screen time. <laughs> <laughs> you stay home. We're not paying yeah. you for the wedding. And I heard some of the previous guests talk about it, and I know that I had the same question of like when the daughter and the son show up, and up and up till now, if you told me that the son and daughter were supposed to be like. 13 and 17 i believe you but if you told me they were supposed to be 18 and 25 i still would have believed you because i have yeah. no idea what age these kids are supposed to be yeah yeah you're right i i mean it seems like they're shooting for like early 20s with her but like if you told me she was 19 i'd say okay if you told me she was 27 i'd be like i get it she's a good looking 27 if she's 27 you know she's a good looking anything yeah you're right she and she is one of the people who are like you look at some of these guys back then not that they still couldn't be in movies but like the of the, I mean, the one guy's not really an actor. The uh, the guy with the hooks, obviously Homer. He's, you know, he got into this through another way. But like, what's his face that plays Al Frederick Marsh? Marsh. Uh, I don't know that he's a leading man these days because he's just like kind of plain looking. Kind of, he's a character actor now. The other dude's like, he's handsome. He's, you know, he's got the movie star good looks. But like the Peggy, oh yeah, she would one hundred percent be in movies today. Yeah, yeah, she's she's got the look. She definitely. I don't know, Al. I feel like I've seen around too. I feel like I've seen him somewhere else before. Yeah, because he looks like the guy who's at the diner with me. That's because he looks like a real person. Yeah, yeah, you're. But right. the, the problem is, and but that's his issue. They don't cast real people in movies. Yeah, yeah. You've seen movies. You're like these aren't real people. When they actually cast real people, like people make a production out of it. Like wow, they actually cast people that look like people in this. True. Like there'll be somebody in a movie and. They're either a way too good looking or they're a stereotype of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of introductions of people we already know <laughs> because it's people who have been in disparate parts of the movie all meeting each other for the first time. Yeah. So you're like, it's, I feel like I'm watching the scene from, um, oh God, what is it? With uh, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, spies like uh, us. Doctor, oh, okay. doctor, 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 <laughs> doctor, and doctor. <laughs> So uh, Butch comes over and says hello to Al, which is nice because, again, he's like, hey, I know you. You were in the movie earlier with me because right. it's nice to see you almost sober. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't sober <laughs> through too much of this movie. Yeah. Um, Peggy's definitely looking for someone. Oh, yeah. Peggy, if she's doing the thing. It's funny because here she's looking for – we obviously know who she's looking for. She's looking for uh, Fred. We'll see where he's Fred. at. But, I mean, we both married a long time. <laughs> Have you ever seen your wife do this look at a party somewhere? And you know who she's looking for. She's looking for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess what? You see her doing that? You better find her because she's looking for you for a reason too. <laughs> yeah. 
I will say, I mean, I've been to a couple weddings since our wedding. There is nothing that better get you back to your wife's side faster than if your wedding song plays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you, you could probably be off the hook with never dancing with your wife ever again, <laughs> except for that. Because as I talked about how some grudges are deep, that's the kind of thing that will never be forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if you're in the bathroom, you better kick the stall down and run out there. <laughs> <laughs> remember that time they played our wedding song and you were throwing up? Remember that? You could be 80 years old and she'll remember it from when you were 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, Peggy's definitely doing the... But she's doing the I'm still talking in this conversation, trying to act like I'm not looking around. Yeah. Obviously, I'm looking around for somebody. She's You can tell by her face she's not even listening to the other yeah. conversation. She's just looking around. And then, of course... Where are the, the men at? Where they should be? Outside smoking. <laughs> Where else would they be in the 40s? They're outside smoking. Well, I'm surprised they went outside, to be honest with you. Well, and I guess the only real reason is that because there's no place for the groomsmen to be. So I guess they just have to be outside. Right. Yeah. Where now it would be the opposite because now it would be so crazy. Could you imagine if somebody's lit up in your house? Oh, God. Yeah. And I don't even oh. have an ashtray anymore. Yeah. It's like, what are you, crazy? Like, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> even when I smoked, which was what twelve years ago, I guess I was going outside to smoke. I wasn't even smoking in my own house. Yeah, or like somebody just lighting up in your car, and not even asking. Like somebody just back then, you just would do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can see my sister doing that, getting in my car and just lighting a cigarette. And I'm like, um, what are you doing? But uh, she's one that I would definitely say, "What are you doing? You think you just light up in my car?" And I will point out something: <laughs> a piece of uh, nice uh, through line through this movie is. This time, Homer lets him light his cigarette for him. Right. Where every other time before this, basically, he's been like, no, no, I can do it myself. Never as a real, like, I don't need your help. But just no. kind of like, no, I can do it. Yeah, I think he's more like, let me show you, I can do it. Like, you don't yeah. feel bad for me, I'm good. Yeah, but this is a more relaxed, like, oh, I don't have to show him that I can do it. He knows that I can do it. Right. But, you know, it's, it's also fine if somebody does it for you. It's not a big deal. Now, We're, I know they probably said this already, but um, are they? Re- is his hands? Are his hands really gone? And for the movie, well, someone does no research or doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks, uh, this- yes, we. I allowed Chris to come to this without looking up anything. He also has not watched anything. <laughs> he watched the movie and then this. No, he lost both his hands in an accident. Okay, and uh, his hands. He was. Um, uh, it was on D Day, but it wasn't at there. He was a trainer. He was. He was training people with explosives. And I think a some was not C four. Something went off in his hand. Something detonated early. Okay. And he was carrying it, and he just blew his hands right off. Sorry, folks. That was just for me. I'm sure you already heard that story. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope they heard a different story earlier in the in the show. Yeah, I so hope it's a totally. Did you think story. earlier? Now earlier on, he has his shirt off. You see all that stuff. So did you think it was just amazing prop work? Yeah, I didn't think about like um, the thing you got to remember is when you yeah when you see somebody in a movie and they got hooks and they don't really have hooks, their arms are always too long because you got to put their hand somewhere. Right, right. Unless, or, unless modern day, it would be green screen somehow. Right, you could CGI it somehow. Yeah, no, he was just uh, the director saw him doing like army, you know, training films and stuff. And I I've also it's been into, but I will quickly tell you since you don't know, <laughs> you control the hooks by moving your arms and like upper parts of your arms and stuff but okay. like so you control your left arm you control with the right arm so like oh, to make really? your make the left thing move you move your right arm to make it do it oh that sounds hard yeah and but they said it's not they said you can learn it in like no time wow it's just your body you can people are just adaptable and they can learn it and this technology has not changed a whole lot since then really? i mean it's a little better now obviously they don't usually you can you can not have hooks you can have like hands basically but 
it's still the same principle. Wow. Until they can like hook it to your brain. There's only so much they can do. Yeah, until they can, you know, jack it in. Until yeah. we get USB ports on the back of our heads. And- but that's an inspired casting decision. It's like, yeah, we're going to use the guy that really has no hands. Yeah, yeah. And it's not bad. He's good. Yeah. But he's definitely, he, he's good as like, I knew these guys in the service of like, they would, they came in a certain way and they just left the same way. Like it just, not that it didn't get to them, but they overall just stayed like, hey, yeah, I'm still the same nice guy I was when I left. Right. Where like other guys, they either grew up or they became jaded, <laughs> like, or they became <laughs> alcoholic, like Al. And like, it can't be stressed enough that these guys just weren't like, there's been other people who've been on this show, like the guys that were on last week and myself who were in the military. I certainly didn't do anything like they did. <laughs> like, right, right. Or for as long as they did. Like, we're led to believe, I don't, they don't think they go into exactly how long, but like, when you went into like World War II, you were in it to win it. Oh, yeah, you're fighting. You, you weren't, even if you weren't on the front line the whole way, like, you weren't coming home. Like, right. now they attempt to row people back home because it's just a lot easier to move people around and you realize quickly that you just can't leave people there for years and years or you completely lose them psychologically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank God they figured that out. Yeah, I mean, we still don't have it figured out. Right. I mean, now, it's great that we know the problem exists. Uh, we're still struggling to get our handle around it. Um, I don't know if I, I – I'll bring it up now of like when people come home because I've been on this this, this part of when people come home, they fill out a, a questionnaire when they get back. And it says, you know, right. how do you feel about being home, blah, blah, blah. It's a questionnaire to judge your mental state basically. Now, okay. so you've just been away for six months in whatever, Iraq, Afghanistan or some other hellhole. You come back. You fill it out. What do you think it says when you come back? Glad to be home. Can't wait to see my family. But it's all great. Right. Then we started realizing like everybody's stuff is great, but then guys are having all sorts of problems. So then we gave him another one like um, about two months later. And that one's a completely different story. Yeah. I can't sleep at night. I can't go into crowds. I'm having flashbacks because well, now, first, you're, now you're, you're just, ex- you're just so excited home. to be home. And then the reality yeah. hits you. And yeah. that's the one everybody – comes clean on and says, wow, this isn't working. Like I'm having problems. Yeah, that sucks. And some stuff's automatically get you in there. Like if you say, if you've seen like real combat, did you see any, you know, anything horrific, any dead bodies, any, any of that kind of stuff, you automatically get put in. Right. Because like, listen, if you saw any of that stuff, you either have an issue or you probably should. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't, then there's a problem too. Yeah, there's also, yeah. you're just an, an unbelievably well-adjusted person or sociopath. <laughs> right, right. There's, yeah, there's a problem either way. Yeah. But like, this is after, well, because it's a movie, everybody's basically wrapped their problems up in the last two and a half hours. <laughs> like, Homer got over his whole thing. Like, he was pretty down through the middle part. But I think Homer's real problem ended up being, would everyone accept me? Like, yeah. he was willing to accept himself, but, like, again, it's the reality if you get home and you're seeing your mother and father for the first time or that girl next door who you left three years ago. And, yeah, in your mind, she's the perfect little girl next door, but is she still really? And this movie really shocked me when she was. Yeah, yeah, she <laughs> because, was, but not everybody was. Yeah, but you're expecting her to pull the rug out from under, under him, yeah, and she I, never does. I honestly did feel like that, too. Like, she's going to see his hands, and, and you know. And she's, she'll faint or something. <laughs> right, right, or, or just slowly move away from, you know, it's going to freak her out. But no, she sticks with him. Yeah, and that's awesome. But, like, and again, yeah, yeah the other guy's wife is, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Poor friend. But, also, that was you, – you, you hear that at first. You're like, oh, my God. I can't believe that happened. Then you find out they were married for like a month. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah, I see. I see what happened yeah. here. All right. So I will ask you, do you have anything else 
for this minute. No. I mean, I did notice there was smoking. It always feels weird to me. Smoking feels weird anymore. But... (laughs) (laughs) And I hated the garland. But other than that, no, we're good. All right. So uh, before I do any plugs for the thing here, why don't you plug where we're from? Because nobody knows where we're from. (laughs) Yeah. All we said was where we're from. We are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We did Clerks one minute at a time. We did Mall Rats one minute at a time. We did Chasing Amy one minute at a time. And when this comes out, we'll probably be just releasing the beginning of Dogma one minute at a time. Uh, where You can find us on DuelingGenre.com. And that's all I got. You got anything else, Jeff? Oh, no. We're just going to close it down. That's uh, it. No, no, I'm not going to. No, that's not <laughs> that's it. it. That's it. We're done. No, they can find the Best Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all the fun places, including TheBestMinutes.com. Uh, make sure you go into Butch's Place, The Best Years of Our Lives, Listeners Cafe on Facebook, where we play all the hits by Hoagie Carmichael. And they're on Twitter at The Best Minutes. Um, I don't have anything else. We're out of here. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I got so, I'm really, I'm like, am I supposed to jump in here? I have no idea. <laughs>